Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode with your favorite money coach, Dr. Latifa, aka MoneyFitMD. How do I know I'm your favorite money coach? Because you're my favorite human being. That's <laughs> Listen. Okay, so here's the deal, y'all. Well, first of all, welcome. Welcome to our new listeners. I'm so glad you're here. This is the crazy show where we talk about crazy things and really just demystify the whole idea of money and make it completely simple, doable for you. And also remembering that our ability to have money, to spend money, to earn money, all starts with the power of our mind. So this is where you learn to have money from the inside out. So now that I'm done with that intro, I, okay, so I'm here cracking myself up because, you know, I just did an intro and I'm like, I am your favorite money coach. And this actually reminds me of my children when we're talking sometimes, you know, they're trying to figure out which one is the favorite one. And I tell them that each one of them is my favorite, which is the truth. But I say it in a way that's pretty funny. So I call their name and my one of my daughters is Timmy Deer. I'm like, Timmy Deer, you're my favorite Timmy Deer ever in the world. And they always laugh. So if you're listening to this episode, you are my favorite. Add your name to it in the world. I'm so glad you're here. It truly is a privilege and an honor to spend time with you. I feel like every single time that we get to spend together is so precious. And maybe because 2021 has been such a tricky year, it's been such a crazy year of loss for many people. And so I just appreciate the fact that you are vertical, you're walking around in this world, and we get a chance to spend another day together. So thank you for doing that. I am excited about this episode I'm recording to you today. And of course, you like what he had. You're excited again. Of course, because I am very intentional about what I share with you on this platform because your time is of value. So I share things that are the results of questions that you guys are asking me. So those of you that are sending me emails at moneyfitmd at gmail.com, I appreciate you. I appreciate getting the questions because every single thing that I talk about on this podcast is because of you. And so the only way that I can know what you need is by you communicating with me. So it's just such a privilege hearing from you. And those of you that are in my community, I also celebrate you guys. You are literally like the ones that come up with those topics that I speak about. So anyway, what are we talking about today? We are speaking about spending. I know, I know. You're like, oh, why, Latifa? Because it's important, right? And especially with the holidays, with the new year, and pretty much every single day, right? Overspending is what we're going to talk about today. First of all, what do I mean by overspending? So overspending means that you are spending more than you planned. You're spending more than you intended to, right? And most times when people overspend, there's negative consequences to it. The consequences may be that you're running out of money, so you're living paycheck to paycheck. You're buying liabilities, which if you've been on my platform at all, you know what a liability is. A liability is something you're spending money on that does not add to your net worth or does not add to money in your pocket. There's nothing wrong with liabilities. In fact, my primary home is a liability. I love it. It's brought me so much joy. I'm very happy to spend the money on it every single month. However, accumulating liabilities is not the way to go because that does not help my net worth. So the whole idea of overspending is you're spending primarily on liabilities and it has negative consequences on your finances and your net worth 
but also you may have buyer's remorse. So essentially, after you spend the money, you look back and you wish you had spent the money on something else because that is not how you intended to spend the money. Overspending itself may not be catastrophic if it happens every once in a while. But as you can imagine, if this is happening over and over and over again, it can become addictive. You may start to completely just go off course. You may start to dip negatively into your net worth. And for us as women physicians, you and I know that money is a tool for good, right? Money is something that adds strength to the power of our voice. So for you, if you're overspending multiple times, if you're spending overspending recurrently, it actually has impact on how you spend your time, how you spend your life's energy. You're probably less likely to not overwork, which means that you're less likely to Use your voice in ways that you want to use it. You're less likely to have power and freedom over your time, which of course has negative consequences, right? So that is why I spend a lot of time talking about all this stuff. If you are overspending and you're like, okay, Latifah, I kind of know that I'm overspending right now. Good. I'm glad to hear. But keep in mind, some people may be overspending and may not even realize that they're overspending because they're not actually looking at their finances. And that may be another telltale sign. If you're finding yourself ignoring your finances, if you're finding yourself intentionally avoiding looking at your bills, your statement, you're like, I don't want to see what's going on in there with TFAT, that may be another sign that you may be overspending and you need to go check. I will say, If you don't have a set amount of money that you're actually planning on spending, you may not really technically be overspending because you're like completely off the curve because you never even decided how much money you were spending. So the thing is, I want you to spend, but I want you to not have bias remorse. I want you to spend, but I don't want you to regret looking at your bills or avoiding looking at your bills. I want you to spend, but I want you to spend and have money left at the end of the month so that you can spend money in ways that adds value to your life. I want you to spend, however, I want your net worth to grow. And you and I know that in order for you to do that, it is going to take an active step of planning. It's going to take an active step of choosing where your money goes. So it's interesting. I'm actually going to share a brief story about one of the amazing women physicians in my group. So the group that I'm talking about is the Money School for Badass Women Physicians. Oh my goodness. If you're not in there, you need to check us out because I don't know what the heck you're doing with your life otherwise. (laughs) So anyways, okay, that was funny. But the, the bottom line is there was this amazing woman physician who joined us And her goal was that she had been struggling for years and years to have money. She has always thought that if she could just budget, she will be able to have money. And there may be some truth to it, right? If budgeting in the traditional sense works for you, hallelujah, I'm happy for you. However, there are people like me that traditional budgeting does not work for because we don't like, you know, like, you know, holding our breath every month trying to I don't know. You get what I mean? Like we like freedom of mind. We want to be in control. That's how I do it. Right. So if budgeting works for you, hallelujah, you're good. But if it doesn't work for you, then welcome here. You find your people still. (laughs) But for the specific woman physician that I'm talking about, her goal was to be able to budget. That was it. And what I normally do in my program is, you know, it's a weekly delivery of modules that are pre-recorded, short, straight to the point, 
no BS. It gives you the essential information that you need to change how you think about money, to change your frame point about money, to handle the emotional part of money, and also the action that you need to execute so that you can create the result that you want to see. So for this specific amazing doc, her plan was that she wanted to learn how to budget. And the funny thing is at the end of our, you know, the time together, when she was done reviewing that particular module, she was like, whoa, I don't even need a budget. I don't need a budget. I just need to tell my money where to go, (laughs) right? So the reason why I share that story is many times as women physicians, we are holding ourselves almost hostage and thinking if I could just learn how to budget, life is going to be better. If I could just learn how to budget, I'll be able to create wealth. If you've been trying to budget forever and it's not working, you have my permission to stop traditional budgeting and try creating a spending plan, which is literally telling your money what you want it to do, right? If you don't know what I'm doing, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you may you should just go ahead and join us, really. Just check us out by going to my website, moneyfeedmd.com. Depending on when you're listening to this, you can join our wait list or it may already be open for enrollment, in which case I absolutely want you to be a part of it because we will help you learn where to tell your money where to go. So for you, if you're like, okay, I'm overspending, I am spending more than I plan to spend, I'm not quite sure how to stop this, then I want you to stay tuned because I'm going to be sharing with you some very actionable ways that you can tell your money where to go in a way that avoids and prevents overspending. Okay. So the number one thing is I want you to set goals, right? Just forget budgeting for a second. Just set goals. Meaning when I look at my money, what do I want it to do for me? Think about it like little armies that you're sending out into the world. What kind of value do I want to get back in return for what I'm spending? So if we're talking about holiday spending, if we're talking about things that you want to do with your money, deciding how much you want to spend on that specific thing may be your value. As the mama of three girls, I know those kids can like suck your money because all those cute outfits, right, that are made just to drain your money. But when you give yourself a set amount and say, this is how much I want to spend on this, this time, this month, it helps you decrease the amount of overspending that you do. So number one is setting goals for yourself. And number two is just decide, just decide, do I want to spend this way? Or do I not want to spend this way? Just make it as a matter of fact, the same way you would say, I want to send this person to the emergency room or not. I want to do this procedure or not. I want to tap this joint or not. I want to start a blood pressure medication or not. We make decisions every single darn day, so many times during the day. So this is just one of them. Just set the goal, set the amount and decide. That's it right? That's it. And then the number two thing is there are certain things that are recurrent in our lives that are not surprises. Yes, there's some things that are surprises and we may not actually plan for them. But when it comes to overspending or deciding what you want your money to go, I want you to just save for that specific thing. So for instance, We are planning for 2022 and we're trying to decide what trips we're going to go on, how much do we want to spend on family vacation, how much we want to spend on investments, how much do we want to spend on blah, 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 whatever that thing is for you, right? So for us, if we know that we're going to be taking a trip at a certain time, 
we can sit for it. We already know it's going to happen next year, right? I already know I'm going on a trip with those people for a weekend. How much do I want to spend on that? If I made that decision, I already decided that's how much I want to save for it. That's how much I want to spend. And then I could ask myself, how much do I need to save every single month in order to be able to achieve that? And what I do then is I automate it. So if you're listening to this recording in January, you already know that God willing, Christmas is going to happen. If that's the time that you tend to overspend, just decide right now how much do you want to spend in December for gifts. If that's like the main thing that you guys like to do for the holidays, I know not everybody likes to spend on gifts. I'm not a huge December gift shopper either, but you can literally say in December, we want to spend $1,000 on gifts. So every month I'm going to just have this separate account that is automated and there's $200 every single month that's going towards Christmas gifts and that's it, right? That way you've decided and when it's December, you already know what your plan is. So now you're not like, okay, well, should I overspend or not overspend? You already have a plan and that's it, okay? So number one is set your goals and decide. Number two is you save for it as well as automating it, right? Because that does help you increase your chances of being able to create the future that you want to see, right? And then number three is you need to dedicate some time, right? You cannot make this decision on the fly. And one of the most common reasons why we overspend is because we're not making decisions on what we want to do. And how do you make the decisions? Just literally dedicate the time. And this may be the 30 minutes that you're setting apart, maybe once a month, once a week, once every other week, whatever time works for you as a family to decide how you're going to be setting your goals for the year, right? So just dedicate that time to make a decision of what you want to spend. That's it, right? And then the next one is this is actually really good for online shoppers. So if you're someone that loves like Amazon and this other online stuff, decide that most things may not be urgent, right? So if it's urgent, then very different. But if it's not urgent, let it sit in your basket for at least 24 hours. Because what happens is, you know, a lot of times there's a surge that we get in from like a dopamine hit from spending, right? And for some people, just by putting the stuff in the cart, they actually feel the satisfaction that they're looking for. <laughs> so if you're shopping online, you're like, I want that jacket, literally just put in that jacket in your cart may get you the dopamine hit that you're looking for. That way you may not actually need to buy the jacket. And also it gives you time to make the decision of whether it's actually a good financial thing that you want to do versus not, right? The other thing to keep in mind that it's okay to be disappointed. Yes, you may feel disappointed that I really wanted it. I really wanted to have it. Part of this is just the learning to feel comfortable with discomfort and knowing that all the stuff, whether you spend or not spend, it does not mean anything about you. These are literally just decisions that we're making on the go, right? Because ultimately, when you're overspending, what is happening is that a lot of times, especially if your income is only active income, what ends up happening is you end up spending more time in order to make up for this overspending that you just did. And ultimately, we all know that time is the ultimate gift. And sometimes you simply just have to say no to overspending, simple and shot, right? The other thing to keep in mind is there are sometimes family expectations, 
right? It's like, okay, well, you know, our kids will be disappointed. Our cousins will be disappointed. And it's okay for them to be disappointed too. I honestly think as a parent, that part of what we teach our kids is to learn the art of disappointment. And it is completely human for them to feel disappointed, especially if maybe overspending was more of the norm. And now we're learning new things. We're creating new habits. We're setting new skills. And you may be disappointed. They may be disappointed. And that is okay. All right. So I hope this has been helpful for you in terms of like the idea of overspending and just getting comfortable with the idea of setting goals, getting comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable in the disappointment that you may feel, especially as it relates to saying no, either to yourself, to the purchase or to the other people. Because ultimately, just like when you're in an airplane, you need to put on your own mask first. And if you're overspending, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, if you haven't buyer's remorse, how does that help you in creating the rich life that you want? All right, so that's what I have for you guys today. I hope this has been helpful for you. Remember to make sure that you share our episodes with someone that you know could benefit from this. Not like in a judge, you like, hey, you're an overspender. I think you need to fix your problem. But in a way of, We all are guilty of this. This happens all the time. And the more aware we are, the better, the more our net worth grows and the more control over our future and our lives that we're going to have. All right. That's it, my friends. I hope you guys have a fabulous rest of the week. And thank you again for listening to me. As always, a pleasure. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Hey, Doc. Do you want to have money left at the end of the month? You definitely want to check out our free video series on how to have money left, aka how to cash flow. It will change your money game. To get access, I want you to check out the link www.moneyfitmd.com forward slash cash flow. The link is also in the show notes. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye.